This is Theron. And this is Mario. And welcome to another episode of Michigan Hidden History. This week, we're going to talk about the Paint Creek Mill Race. Uh, this marker is next to the Paint Creek Cider Mill. And there is a cool story to this marker, believe it or not. And I'm going to turn it over to the man himself, Theron, to tell this story. After the intro. One. And now for that story. This is the second time I'm visiting this marker. The first time I visited visited this particular marker was back in September 2019. And I thought of thinking of starting a podcast way back then. But, you know, there was school, and the reason I was there was because I was the treasurer of the education club. Shout out to AEM of Oakland. And I was there for a social event, so I was busy with my life and all that stuff, so I didn't have time to to stop and pause and to do a podcast because I tried that before and it didn't go so well. But yeah, so that's so this market inspired everything. Um, and it and it was not the Utica Nike base in Springfield Farms. Um, but then within the, the, the next few months, guess what came and hit Mario? What came and hit? The pandemic. Yes, sir. And the you, pandemic. And you know what the pandemic did? It made you the history man. That's what it did. <laughs> it definitely did. And it definitely closed everything, such as schools, my work, um, everything. And I, and, and I had so much free time that I didn't know, I, I didn't know what to do. And the library was closed, so I couldn't get books. So, so you can listen to how I uh, discovered the Utica and Nike base in Spring Hill Farms in that first, that very, very first episode I did. And that was an interesting find. That, that is uh, a big find. I just interested. That's pretty big. I know, <laughs> big because without um without this first marker and without that second marker that I found back in March, this podcast would not be happening. And that would be quite a big disappointment. <laughs> I know, especially for our, our our one reviewer who said that she was looking for a podcast about Michigan history for a long time and she couldn't find one, and now she did. And now she keeps us motivated to continue. It's great. And so is everyone else who's rating and reviewing the podcast. So yes. don't forget to do that on Apple. And let's learn some history. So before we actually get to the uh, greatness of the episode, uh, I should tell my our listeners, you know, Theron, that uh, what a mill race actually is. So believe it or not, a mill race is actually a channel carrying the swift current of water that drives a mill wheel. So when I when I thought of this, uh, when I was looking at this word mill race, I mean, <laughs> I I mean I was like, what is this? Like, and I was like, maybe it's like a competition thing, competition sort of. <laughs> okay. But 
But Thrawn, what did you think it was? So, so I thought it was a, it was like a race where people raced on the creek on boats and like canoes from mill to mill. So, uh, I mean, that was a logical, educated guess of not knowing what the word is. But I guess I was wrong. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, like, 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 like completely though, wrong, like, completely, like, completely off the wrong page, like, like, in, like, Tim Buck 2, I'm guessing this, like, that, that's where my guess is, is, is like, so far away, it, it's, like, in the depths of the ocean of, uh, of Antarctica, I think I should stop with the metaphors here, but... <laughs> in the depths of the ocean in Antarctica, oh, boy, in Antarctica. <laughs> but, uh, oh boy! I, I'm glad we, we we both had the same thought and, and thought it was competition, but mine went like a further and thought that people were actually like racing uh racing in the creek. Oh yeah! Anytime you put uh, any any type of race word, right? Race in, in a sentence, I mean, everyone thinks it's like a comp, right? Competition. And that is why. Yeah, quite, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean. To but it's quite interesting to see what it actually means, though. It's it's, it's awesome. Th- that is why we're we're putting it in the uh, introduction, so 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 our listeners do not get confused on what mill race is. Yes, which is huge. It, it it is it it it, it is big to uh, understand the episode. Well, guys, as mentioned in the Carpenter Root episode, uh, Paint Creek starts in Brandon Township and flows southeast towards Rochester, where it meets uh, with the the Clinton River. Even though it is called a creek, it looks like a river to the rock. <laughs> So today is where uh, trout thrives, but back in the day, like in the 1800s, the creek was powerful enough to power mills. So in 1835, Needham Hemingway dammed the creek and then dug a one-and-a-half-mile mill race and built a grace mill. So Needham Hemingway, you may... Remember in the in the last episode where I had like a hard uh, a slight like oh my god moment here, so this is where it's gonna um, happen. So Muriel Hemingway, the actually her name her maiden name was Muriel Potter, right? It, uh, am I saying her name correctly? Is that yes. Muriel? Muriel, yes. Yeah, okay. So Muriel Potter married Needham Hemingway, who Muriel Potter was the daughter, if you don't remember, of in the last episode of last week, is uh, the daughter of Lydia Barnes Potter, who was a daughter of the American Revolution, who helped make clothing to... to, for Lemuel Potter to be the um, British at the Valley of the Battle Valley Forge, so yeah, so there's also another famous Hemingway now, 
And I know you guys are wondering if Needham was related to Ernest Hemingway, the famous writer. And, and I have to tell you that they are. They are related, and this is how. So they are both the, the descendants of Ralph Hemingway, who was born in England in 1603. Ralph had two children, two sons. Both of them were born in Massachusetts, Samuel in 1637 and Joshua in 1643. Ernest was the descendant of Samuel, while was is the descendant of, of uh, Joshua. So I also confirmed this through um, through my own, own sources just to make sure that it, it, it is accurate and true. It looks like it is. So what do you think? How how cool is it that that we have like so many famous people, famous people or famous people connections in the in the state, Mario? Uh, I I think it's quite interesting. I didn't know that actually. And and so you brought it up. Yeah, and two of them are named right. Joshua. How ironic is that? That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's a small world here out here, I guess, in Michigan, right? Everyone's, you know, related to each other. Back <laughs> All in the, these famous. I know, I know. Back in the eighteen hundreds, it must be a really small world. You, you must not need be meeting that many girls or that many people. So, in that fact, it, it is a small world. And you know what's even cooler is that what? is that Ernest Hemingway was born in um in Chicago in eighteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But he would come here and visit Needham and his family, the Hemingway family, for family reu- for family family reunions. Really? Yes. Wow. Huh. Uh, see, this is this is stuff that we should learn in school. Okay. <laughs> But we have to learn it through a podcast, which is, which is you know, it's not bad, but... I, I know, it, it, it's okay feeling, but but, but just remember, the kids' light bulbs going off like mine did when, when I found out that Needham Hemingway was related to Ernest Hemingway, and Needham married the girl... A girl that is the the daughter of the American Revolution that helped win the Battle of Valley Forge to secure Americans America's independence. Oh man, that's, that's wow. Think think about their their tiny tiny brains going wow at that information. They they would be stunned. <laughs> And and guess what? I I, I got a chance to teach this to my fifth graders. No, no, come on. When you do this to your fifth graders, man, you got to drill this info. You got to make sure they they uh, do this. But I believe I believe in you, man. You this is awesome. You can, I don't have a chance to do this, but it's not kindergartners. But since you have fifth grade, that's awesome. Yeah, Brian, I know. I know. And <laughs> and guess what's coming up? The American Revolutionary War. Where we're at 
We're at the 13 colonies. I'm just going to start the unit, unit on the 13 colonies on Tuesday. <laughs> so we're very close to the American Revolutionary War. After they compare the, the different regions, we'll be off to the American Revolutionary War. And guess what? I'm going to bring this up. And it's not even in the book. Really? Yeah. Like, like Needham and like Lydia Barnes Potter and all those things oh. are not in the book. Uh, I mean, they've changed books, right? Since we've been there in elementary. I'm pretty sure they've changed <laughs> you, a ton of books. You, you wish. You wish. <laughs> They're still reading the same textbooks. I walk in there on day one and, and I find textbooks that have like, that I believe are, are from like the 1990s. That's crazy. That is crazy. I can't believe they don't have that. I so, can't believe they don't have that. So, um, so if you're teaching, if you're a teacher anywhere out there, and you're approaching the American Revolutionary War, please mention this to your kids, especially if you live in the state of Michigan. That would blow their tiny minds and. And we'll be like, I wish my observation, well, my observations, my observation is on Tuesday. I wish that the observation could be a little bit delayed, like for like a week or so, so I can get into to to the American Revolutionary War from my observation. But I guess not. I guess I I, I won't be having that observation then. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the rabbit. I mean, it it is awesome that that we have like Michiganders who are famous, but we never learn about. Well, we're we're more we're more focused on like other people, other states' history, and the country as a whole. We're not. It's, it's sad, man. That we're not. Even in third grade, even yeah. even in third grade, like like how do you not learn about this stuff? Like, where's the research in in all this stuff? So, getting way off topic here, but still kind of on topic. I was um studying for my social studies exam. Okay, my teacher's test. By the way, I passed that. Um, um, the and the book is feed, feeding false information. Like it's telling me that the British got out of all of the United States in seventeen uh, in seventeen nineties when when um, when the uh, America won its independence. In in fact. In fact, they didn't leave until the 1840s, in ten, ten a decade after Mission Goddess became a state. Well, maybe maybe there were. Uh, the book is technical, you know. I know. Maybe they. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so. Go ahead. I mean, 
maybe they meant that they were packing their bags up. It only took them 50 years to pack their bag. You feel me? They were starting their packing their bags in that late 1700s, right? You and wish. they finished. You wish. They fought over this island for several years. For 50 plus years, they fought over Drummond Island. Oh, man. Drummond Island, just, just a small island, was the contention for 50 years. Oh, you know, takes takes some time, man. We some negotiations, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's like the damn Google and Fitbit negotiations. It took two years. It finally went through, by the way. And I finally got fifteen dollars from both my stocks. That's huge gains, though. <laughs> now, now, now we are way off topic, but yeah, sorry, sorry, dear audience, audience uh, got a little off topic. That's what happens, but. I know that's what happens when when you have a conversation about about Ernest Hemingway and Needham Hemingway and Lydia Barnes Potter and her and her daughter is that you get way off topic and you talk about stocks of of, of, yes. of like twenty twenty one. Edward Deverall owned a sawmill just west of here from eighteen forty until 1872 and then when the detroit and bay city railroad laid track that disrupted production and then in 1876 hemingway the not famous one sold the mill to william uh goodison and goodison michigan is named after him and william enlarged the mill and modernized the machinery to 1876 standards and the mill operated until 1941 the abandoned railroad bed became the Paint Creek Trail in 1981. So, if you want to learn more about the Detroit Bay City Railroad, go listen to the History of Rochester um, podcast episode. That will have a brief description of what happened to the Detroit Bay City Railroad. Also... Yeah, I didn't have anything else. Do you have anything to add, Mario? Um, I, I just gotta say that, um, the I don't know. Um, I would say machinery, you know, the mills are great. I mean, I don't say. I mean, we had some great information about the mills and production. <laughs> I, I, I think I think in the early eighteen, like the whole eighteen hundreds, it was just mill operations that that powered um that powered uh, Michigan's economy. Well, yeah, mills. And, yeah. and then and then guess what? And then we have the car companies right after the, the mills became extinct. <laughs> like yes, literally extinct. The only mills that you see now are cider mills, and those are the best mills that you can get. And that, I think, is our next episode about Pain Creek Cider Mill. Mm. The Pain Creeks. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Sir. Uh, I mean, we have the Pain Creek Cemetery, Pain Creek Mail Race, and to do the triple header and to get. Yeah, to do, to finish off the triple header, we're going to do the Pain Creek Cider Mill. 
it's it's always better when you do uh three things right the three musketeers <laughs> paint creek i know remember that folks paint creek is going to be the word of we, our podcast. we have paint creek musketeers now the paint creek musketeers i like it <laughs> i do too i do too i do too all right Hope you enjoyed this episode on Pain Creek Mill Race. You can listen to this wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at MI Hidden History. Do not forget to rate and review the show on Apple. And this week's quotes are Every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. And don't worry if someone doesn't like you, most people are struggling to like themselves. Thank you for listening. See you next week. And let's make Michigan history great.